and welcome to Straight Dude Date Night, a show where two straight dudes go on a date and they review it. My name is David Stallings and I'm one of the straight dudes. And I am Ricky Rivera, the other, the chosen one. The chosen, the chosen avatar. The Takara. The Taco Tuesday. As that's what it started to sound like you were saying. That's me. Yep. I'm, yep. I'm the man who can... Let's get into it. Let's get into it. <laughs> Today, we just... Uh, we took... Uh, we got a time machine recently, and we went all the way back to 2009, December 18th, uh, and decided to relive uh, the movie Avatar, uh, you know, remastered edition, all in IMAX. Uh, so that's why we're talking about it. Uh, uh, shocker to pretty much everyone I know, I have never seen this movie before. Which blows my mind that you have it. It took me 13 years to see this movie, dude. Uh, and the number of times that I've had to explain, like, it's not that I'm not into it. I'm sure it's great. It just hasn't, I just haven't seen it. And people are like, what are you talking about? Why have you not? Why have you not? I, I honestly, I have no idea why I never saw it. I'm the, happy you saw it in IMAX 3D. I think it's really cool I got to see it in theaters as my first time still. Uh, yeah. My only exposure, like literally last year was my first time ever being exposed to this movie. And that was because I went to Disney World and they yes. have the World of Pandora and on like the ride where they put you into the simulation was my eyes were open of like, oh, this this may be insane. This entire idea. I may need to see this. Um, and then even even a, a year later, I still didn't see it until today. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That blows my mind that you went to Pandora and decided uh, I don't need to see this. It was no. I decided I have to see this eventually. Did you do the river ride too? Yes, it made no it sense. Made no to me. sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, after the movie, does it make sense? It makes more sense now. It makes yeah. a lot more sense. Um, the river ride sucks though. It's not no, a good it, ride. It, it's whack. It's, it's a, a bad long. ride. <laughs> it's one minute of ride, four minutes of just just walking through. Someday, Ricky, with this podcast, you and I need to go on a on a date to Disney World oh, and we'll review it. I would love that. That's I, I want to do a side podcast of just theme park. Just Bro, that'd be great. That's my goal in life is to be a theme park vlogger. Oh my gosh. Well, listeners, so I'm going to I this this is a, now a decade old movie. Uh, I'm still going to give a quick a quick synopsis uh in case you haven't seen it or you kind of forgot. Uh, and it's basically, if you've seen the animated film Ferngully with Robin Williams, that's what this is. Uh, <laughs> it's man versus nature. <laughs> yep. That's uh, pretty accurate. I, I, I did struggle to not think about Ferngully throughout a lot of this movie. Have you seen that, Ricky? I've never seen you've that. You've never no. seen Ferngully? No. Bro. What is that? Ferngully? It's about, how do I... That's a whole different thing. <laughs> Let me give this synopsis. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Bro, look up Ferngully while I'm doing this, okay? Okay. Uh, Avatar is a movie about a planet called Pandora, and there's people from Earth there who want minerals, Marie. Uh, <laughs> and Marie. Uh, they have learned how to create their own Avatar bodies so that they can become one with the tribes the tribal people that are there and then from there the you get attached to them and then we don't want 
the humans to be able to take the minerals anymore. Uh, whole war breaks out. The and that that's really all I can say to just sum this up. I'm going to assume a lot of you have seen this movie, and I've gotten the wheels turning again. Have you looked up Ferngully? <laughs> yeah, it looks familiar. I would have to see it, and it'd probably all start clicking. But I definitely recognize this character. The only reason this, I definitely recognize the guy with the orange hair. I, I hated that movie. My sister wanted to watch it all the freaking time when we were growing. I think there was like a span of like a year or two. Yep. With the weird fairies and everything, but... I have seen this, though. I know I have. I just don't remember any of it. The last hour of Avatar, when they're, like, having a full-blown war throughout the throughout Pandora and the trees are getting destroyed and everything, and literally the scene where, like, the construction crew is coming through and decimating the forest, there's the exact same scene in Ferngully. Yeah, I have seen that. I do remember that. And it's so wow. bizarre, but I can uh, like I was trying really hard. It kept coming into my head, and I'm like, "Get away! Get out! Get out! Get out!" I'm trying to enjoy this film. <laughs> wow, bro. Yeah, so I I gotta hear your initial thoughts because I I've seen this movie. I I saw this movie when it came out as a kid. Mm-hmm. I hated it yeah. when it first came out. I didn't understand it. I was pretty young. Mm-hmm. I was maybe uh, like thir- twelve mm-hmm. or so. I just remember everybody was raving about it, and I was like, but I don't, it's just too long. I didn't really like long movies back then. I I still, I, I think one of my biggest complaints with this movie is how long it is, but then again, I wanted more of it. Oh. So my big, my actual big complaint is that there's not a bathroom with the movie still going, because that mm-hmm. was inevitable that I had to use the restroom. The only downside of seeing it in theaters is uh, you got to go pee. You have to get up and leave at some point. Yeah, but, but... It's the best quality. I mean, it's the way he that was just be seen. It was that was truly incredible. That's why we have theaters now. To be honest, is oh yeah for experiences like that. That was insane to watch that movie in IMAX. Still remastered. It was. We've seen several movies in the past few months for this podcast. We've watched movies before, obviously. I, that experience was so beyond what I've seen in theaters before. Yeah. Uh, that was surreal. And like, I'm still kind of uh, like overwhelmed by it. Um, my initial reaction is I hate the avatar's teeth. <laughs> I really hate it. Uh, something about, here's the thing. I felt the, all the CGI is so cool. Oh yeah. Uh, That's amazing. Almost to a point, though, there was so much of it, I almost felt overwhelmed. Like, I felt like I was watching a well-made video game at times more than a movie. And that's not really something, that's not really a negative thing. Uh, but it's it's such a different style in a movie. Because even yeah. with, like, Marvel movies, they're not, they are not as CGI as this one is. Where, like, 90% of a three-hour movie is all CGI. Every single thing on the screen is CGI. That was insane. And there's so many little details too. Like yeah. One of the opening scenes is ships flying in and mm-hmm. you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Start me off. Like, let's go. It was, that was insane just to see all of that. And if you look in the background, all the little details that are popping out mm-hmm. with the little creatures or there's like the bursts nature. of energy that's happening. Like it was insane. The plants are beautiful. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I have no frame of reference on how you film something like this, by the way. Uh, it makes zero sense to me on how they made this. Uh, 
but I felt overwhelmed. I had to get used to, for some reason, the most realistic thing that I kept seeing was their teeth. Like that was the only thing sometimes that was like not CGI to me. <laughs> I, and that bothered me <laughs> for a bit and I had to get used to it. Um, I'm having the same, it, it, like my, like the good reaction I'm having is kind of the same reaction I had on that Disney world ride afterwards. Even on that ride, you know, I'm, you know me, I'm a very creative person and I'm like, I have, I have stories I'm writing and worlds that yeah. I'm building and stuff. I hear the way you describe things in D and D. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we're going to talk a lot about D and D in this episode. Cause, uh, one of the things that, that overwhelmed me in such a positive way, I was stunned. I'm stunned that James Cameron had the opportunity to create an extremely detailed world and then just get to showcase it. Yes. That's all this movie yes. is. Dude, halfway through, I tried thinking to myself, I was like, how does he think of this? Like, how do you, how do you have that, that thought in your mind and then be able to articulate it to a way where people can take and create it? Like, right. Like I, I could think of weird things in my head, but I in no way could explain it to you how, how I want it specifically down to like mm -hmm. the plans. Yeah. Like he did it in such a beautiful, I don't know how he did it, but he did it so perfectly. That stuff is hard. Like, oh, yeah. uh, and I, I've had to, not to the level that they went to, but like when I'm playing, when we're playing D and D, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, for those who don't know, uh, when we're playing D and D, I'm building the world. I try to get as many details about the fake stuff we're doing as much as possible. That's hard. Oh yeah. That's really hard to, like identify something fake and then start putting vision to it and putting detail into it. It's it, that was insane to see all of that. And it's not just the animals. It's the nature around them. Oh man. Every time they showcased a new location, that is all creativity as well. Like the whole floating mountains thing. That's that was gorgeous. Oh yeah. And there's waterfalls falling off of that. Like that was insane. And the fact that they have all of those, those floating mountains, but yet they're still being held down by mm -hmm. the, the vines. Yeah. I think that that's like kind of one of the craziest like attention to details of like, well, if they're floating mountains, they're just going to float away. So it's like, obviously they're held down by some yeah. vines and then there's scenes where they cut close and they're swaying because mm -hmm. they're, oh man, it's so cool. That is the, that's the kind of detail that <clears throat> I'm, that's, I, it would take me forever to try and come up with that idea. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, and I think stuff like that usually sparks from like, like a small, uh, a small amount of creativity momentarily. And I mean, James Cramer wrote this. I, I, he probably had a team with him at least to help expand on everything too. Oh yeah. Of course. Cause the level of detail and design they had to go into this is that was just incredible to me. But like, I think every person who like, who runs D and D games or, is writing their own stories or writing novels or whatever. I think avatar is like the highest accomplishment that, uh, a world builder could get to of being able to actually show what their vision was. Um, and not through text. It's not through me just speaking it out. We get to actually see it. So from the ride at Disney world to watching it today, that was, that was the biggest thing on my yeah. mind was just how cool is it that he got to do that? That's 
just amazing to me. Wait till you go back to Disney World and you see it now. You'll see all the little details. Like there are parts in Disney World in the ground that when you walk, because you, did you do it at night? No, we did it. Oh. Uh, we did it midday. Oh, that's okay. We'll plan for that at some point. We'll go to Disney World because I'm telling you, Pandora at night, it's, it's insane. It, oh, it changes. Like the world during the day is really cool, mm-hmm. but it is nothing compared to how it looks at night. They put all the every single one of those plants in that world lights up and you don't know where they're coming from it's like they have uh the bioluminescent or whatever lights like just so detailed into mm, the plants yeah um the ground has areas where it follows with how you're walking like just how the ground does in uh the movie mm-hmm. you know how it's all green yeah dude oh we gotta we gotta go back once avatar that's probably that probably is my biggest regret with not having seen this movie earlier is that then having the chance to go to disney world uh last year i there was I thought the entire atmosphere was cool, but like no, I had no appreciation yeah. for it. Truly. I didn't know any of the background or anything like that. Um, but man, that just getting to see the world. And what's interesting too, is the, I've the first half of this movie from a storytelling perspective, there's really not, they don't pr- really present like a problem or anything. They don't no. present an antagonist. As a, I mean, I've, I, I kind of knew where the antagonist was going to come from. I think pretty much everyone figures that out yeah. early on, but realistically, like they don't, there is no antagonist for the first half. So all of the first half is just these scenes that are showcasing the world. There's building. Yes. Just building on it. But what I noticed is that each one of those scenes was still purposeful. Even the ones where it's like. He's just interacting with certain plants or fought the dogs or whatever. Yeah. Right. By themselves, those really didn't, these really didn't add much. They added a ton by the end of the film. I felt like every single, every single detail that they showed in this world got utilized by the end of this movie. Every single thing we learned was extremely important, which was I thought that was masterful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like every down to like the animal fights in the beginning, they show how territorial this world can be, but how and even when they kill the the dogs, he's like, "Thanks for saving me." She's like, "Don't thank me." Like, we don't want to have to kill these things if we don't have to. Like, mm-hmm. this world is all one. Yeah, like it, it really does show all that. Just shows so much storytelling and building this world. Yeah, for you to understand later, friend, how he just becomes so convinced. Mm-hmm. Cause you might think like, how does he just get so sold on this? But it's like, no, he's, he's sucked into the world too. Yeah. And like, cause it's one thing that like just seeing the CGI in this film, getting to see oh. everything is phenomenal. Uh, but that alone does not make a movie good. Right. No. If the entire movie was just these random scenes or little vignettes that were showcasing parts of the world, that'd be enjoyable, but that's nothing. Uh, so at first I was a little, caught off guard that it didn't seem like like I knew where we were going but there wasn't like something really driving the situation you know um yeah. other than just like we're trying we are trying to negotiate them out but really a problem was not was not presented at all um but that like every single scene ended up being extremely intentional which I think is just that was beautiful writing throughout this whole thing. Yeah. They, they really build this whole world out for you. 
And it's like the whole time, you know, we always complain about how long movies can be and things are dragging on. But this is one of those movies where I'm like, yeah, it's super long. But if you're watching it, especially in the right quality, like mm-hmm. the quality of uh, uh, visuals, it's just so worth watching. You're like, oh, this is so cool. I'm so caught. I'm just so caught into it. This is one of the few movies where at the when credits began to roll, I was upset because I wanted more. Yeah. And that being said, they give us three hours of it. And at the end of it, I still was like, no, I don't want to leave. <laughs> I don't want to don't leave this leave. world I now. I just love what you're doing. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only movie, other movie that's like that for me is uh, Lord of the Rings, where mm-hmm. I just, I love the world that they build. Yeah. And it's the only other, it's the only other long franchise where I'm like, please give me more. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Avatar, the thing that's crazy too is at the time, like, there was no, like, you know, there was obviously he had hints of wanting to make more, mm-hmm. but at the time we all knew there won't be another one for a while. Yeah. So it's crazy to me that like, you know, most movies now you make one big hit and it's capitalized on immediately. Mm-hmm. But it's like you were saying, like James Cameron's like, no, we're going to wait for the right time. Well, I, I cannot believe that that's the actual case, right? That this movie made over a billion dollars. I don't think they expected that. They clearly knew it would be successful uh, because they poured $240 million into it as their budget. Um, But to end up being one of the top grossing films of all time, I don't think they expected that. Yeah. So then to not follow it up immediately, I think is uh, like either insane or extremely calculated. Oh yeah, uh, that doesn't that doesn't happen in uh, entertainment. <laughs> they were just waiting for Disney money. I guess so. <laughs> well, but you just made a billion dollars. Oh, what yeah. are you talking about? Well, he also made what a billion off of Titanic. Also, yeah, he's this raking is, in money for. He him. made Titanic and then said, "All right, now I can actually do what I want. Imagine, now I can do what I really want to do." <laughs> right. Imagine that level of authority, though. Where I, I was reading up about this of why has Avatar two. Why is it taking 13 years for it to come out? And it's because James Cameron refused to do it until they had specific technology that would make this uh, next one good. So Which, good. To be like in entertainment, in that situation, they just straight up, they'll usually just, okay, we don't have the technology. Rewrite the script. Rewrite it then. Yeah. Figure out something else. So the level of authority yeah. and power that you have in saying, no, I'm waiting until we innovate something new specifically for me. And for those who don't know what, uh, at least what I read that it was, is that uh, he wanted the ability to film underwater motion capture, which has never been done before. Um, or maybe it has, but that's, that is the technology I was reading that he was waiting on. Yeah. I, yeah, if it has insane. been done before, it's not as good. It won't be as good as what's <laughs> right. to come. Right. Yeah, it's insane that he just he's such a patient. Like this is this is beauty for just a film franchise, just being able to be like, I'm gonna wait. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, my my only concern that I'm so I've been so worried about this for years, because you know, I said I watched this movie as a kid, I hated it, and a couple years ago I watched it again and just fell in love and was like dumb 13 year old me why didn't you like this movie you uh-huh. missed out on so much yeah. life of this because our brains were too small yeah i really it was for me i just i couldn't pay attention long enough but now i'm like dude i could watch this all day mm-hmm. but uh the only concern I'm, I'm just worried about and i really am just like praying that it, it works well is 
they're coming out with the next three movies like back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Like it's like this year, and then I think in 2024 and then 2025 or something like that. So they're they're busting them out really quick. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm just trusting that James Cameron is going to do his magic and make this all amazing. Here's the thing. One of the things that you and I have talked about uh, consistently uh, throughout this podcast has been uh, feeling like there's no passion in a lot of the movies yes. that we've seen. They're all cash grabs. They're like, they're on the, like one person cared about the script, but not, the whole team, no one cared about it. I I genuinely think Avatar is successful as it is because it really feels like everyone, and we saw the credits, the team is massive, but everyone was so into it. Yes. Everyone was ready, everyone was patient with it, and they figured it out. Um, So I'm sure that the teams that they have right now, and plus James Cameron, clearly he's a fantastic writer too. Oh, yeah. So... He has had 13 years to figure out what what is coming. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if all three of the scripts for these next movies are already done. Uh, I'm done surprised and if he's already shot it all. Yeah. He's probably already shot the whole... It's probably going to be like a Lord of the Rings thing where he just shot it all in one go mm-hmm. and is just working on it from there. Yeah. And, I, and honestly, if that's the case, like either way, even if the writing is terrible, this world is so beautiful that... like. I'm just excited to see that. Yeah. Like even, even if they somehow star Wars, this movie and just totally write it off the rails, Mm -hmm. at least the world will look cool. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I really don't think they will. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think this might be the first franchise, uh, in a very long time. That's going to be able to capitalize on Mm -hmm. going back to back like that. Yeah. And actually making it good. Yeah. Well, I think the fact that, James Cameron seems extremely disciplined if he was willing to wait 13 years before bringing out the sequel to this. Right. Because uh, clearly he has an exact vision of what he has wanted for this next one. So I have a feeling that we're going to get four, which is what's planned right now, and that's it. Uh, unless he has some other crazy idea. Yeah. But it seems like he has enough power <laughs> at uh, these places that he can say, no, we're done. Yeah, uh, we're no moving spin-offs, on. No, no spin-offs. I don't want a Disney Plus exclusive TV show. I don't <laughs> care. Don't give me, do not give me an animated series spin-off. Mm-hmm. Give me whatever James Cameron's touching. I want that. Yeah. I will have what he is having. Please, yeah. thank you. No more. So I So I'm not, I, I'm not worried at all. I really think... I would be blown away if after so much time they release Avatar 2 and it sucks. That would be, that would be, that seems impossible to me. Oh yeah. Maybe no, in a couple no months way. I'll eat my words. Uh, no, I, I'm going to back you on it. That's the, that's the straight dude date night certified guarantee. That's right. That's right. It's a safe bet. Lock it in. We're gambling on this. So I will say, uh, probably one of the, the the worst parts of this movie, I think, for me, was uh, I did not understand Jake as a person at all in the first 30 minutes. Jake is the main character uh, because Jake he's in the military. Uh, he's very he's very disciplined, clearly. Uh, he's not like a technical person, but that's fine. He's clearly a strong person who's, who's dealt with uh, war. As he's still injured from it. Yeah. Uh, but when he gets to become an avatar uh, and he gets into his body, 
it feels like all of that discipline just kind of disappears. Yeah. Because they go out into the wilderness. And mind you, like three people have told him like, yeah, you're going to go into the wilderness and you are going to die because you don't know anything. And then they say it again. You're going to die. And then they're going to say it again. You're going to die. Like, yeah. But then he goes into the wilderness and even I know this, like don't interact with stuff that you don't understand. Right? Anything could be poisonous. <laughs> yeah. I would be a baby out in the wilderness. I don't know anything. But he goes out there and starts, like, touching everything. <laughs> <laughs> I think for him, well, I think it's obviously it's a mix of him getting his legs back. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think the beauty of it, and that's why he's so important in this movie, is everybody that's here has spent so much time researching and this and that. And he's just coming at it from, like, a human perspective of, of like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he said, like, yeah, I read the manual, like jokingly, but yeah. like, obviously he didn't. Yeah. He has no clue what he's just signed up for. He's just going with it. Mm-hmm. Like he's probably just so blown away of like, oh my gosh. I just feel like the way they showed <laughs> that though was odd. Cause it's like, he literally was causing the danger that they were getting yeah. into, which like someone in the mil- someone with the military background just doesn't do that. You know? Yeah. Like, He's disciplined enough to know everything about holding the weapon he has and like being the person to protect the people he's with. But he's also the one who's going to walk off and start touching things like because he's a he's a jarhead is what he calls himself. That doesn't, I, that <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't he justify doesn't, any of that. He's maybe disciplined, but he's a he's a loose cannon. That doesn't. No, he's not a loose cannon. He's not. They wouldn't have. They would. I, that I can't believe that. I. That. I just. I love it. I, honestly, if that was me, I would have broken off yeah, immediately. Yeah, I know you. You <laughs> absolutely would have, and you would have died. I would have been killed in the first five minutes of right. this planet. I would have ran out there. I would have dunked that ball, landed wrong, sprained my ankle, and I'm dead. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. I would be a cowering baby. Uh, in the wilderness like that, scared of every noise that we hear. Uh, and then I would still accidentally touch something and die. <laughs> yeah. So, maybe maybe that's what it, what, why they chose him, though, because he had no fear of the world. Because everybody is all researching everything. Mm. And they all know how... Like, everybody always keeps saying how dangerous this place is. Everybody does. And he's the only one who's like, bro, it's a plant. Like, I just I, it touched it and it's spinning down. This is awesome. Like, <laughs> why is everybody saying this is bad? I just, I I think that's so, I, I just think that justification is so bizarre. Because they clearly need him to be, his background being military allows him to actually survive uh, when things go south. I just don't understand. That, that part was taking me out of the movie. Because yeah. I, I was just like, you need a different background for me to believe that you would walk off, not protect the people you're with, and just start touching things. Like, dude, after so many people have just told told you, uh, you will die. <laughs> like, you will die. Yeah, that was, man. Yeah, that is an interesting thought. I've never, I've never seen it that way. I've always just been like, hey, he's just, he has a strong heart, and no fear. They said that he has no. Awash says that he has no fear. I just, he's not scared of the plants. He's not scared of the rhinos. Look, even the with bobcat, kind of scared. Even with the justification, though, of no fear, this is still a man who they don't explain like what his background is. They state that he's military and uh, at some point clearly had a very bad accident as he's basically paralyzed from the waist down. 
right? Something really bad happened, probably because he wasn't being cautious. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I feel like so. That's an assumption I'm making, but <laughs> dude, isn't it crazy that James Cameron built this whole world? And yet still I have a good understanding of how Earth looks too <laughs> yeah. in the year 2059. The no, way just not 2059, 2159. Yeah, sorry, 2159. Yeah, 2159. And he's just like, he's like, dude, we've destroyed Earth. Like, it's rocked. <laughs> I, I really liked that. Like, that is so much. He's probably, like, fleshed out the entire history of, like, what's happened to lead to people on earth now needing to be on pandora instead he's probably he probably has all of that history written but i was i was very happy with they just didn't really they didn't go into it they didn't say what happened earth who cares yeah pandora (laughs) let's let's look at this for later movies and there were like there were some assumptions made there were some things uh that kind of hinted at the state of earth right now but they made it very clear we don't care This movie is not about where did we come from. The movie is about this world I came up with. Look at what I came up with and this cool concept. Yeah. That was, and I I just appreciated for like a a fiction movie like this, a fantasy movie like this, not feeling the need to explain everything. Yeah. Right. The expositions in this movie were extremely limited, I felt like. We never got like a big lore dump on everything. We get little hints. I will say this for the next movie. If if everybody went back to Earth, they're regrouping and they're going to come back and attack. It will be probably about 20 years mm-hmm. Pandora time until they come back. Remember I said in the beginning, it's like nine years. They're at, they said and- it was six years to get from Earth to Pandora. So six years to get back. Actually, figure out like regrouping, yeah, recreate the technology mm-hmm. yet again, yeah. Like we're looking at a good like probably fifteen to twenty years, yeah, in the next movie's time skip. Which is why I also at least I wouldn't be surprised if in this next one. So like the trailer has a bunch of those uh, younger avatars, like or I don't remember the name of the of the culture, the race, Navavi, the, uh, Navi. the, the Navi, Navi, um. I wouldn't be surprised if one of the younger ones that are shown in that trailer are actually uh, one of the kids of the two main characters. <laughs> we have to talk about what happened in the theater at the end of the movie. This was so cool. So, all right. So, so Avatar, you sit there two, you get sit through three hours of the movie, and you're like, man, you know what? This was great. And you might think, yeah, they'll probably show the trailer at the end. Obviously, why wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, for you know, Avatar two. Uh, instead, a little message comes up and say, "Here's just an exclusive look." You get like the first like five minutes of Avatar Two, basically. Well, I think it might be the first first couple minutes. I we are Either assuming way, like, it's the intro of the next movie because we got like three three or four full minutes. Uh, oh it yeah, was not a trailer. It was just actual footage. Yeah, it wasn't cut up. It was just literally like what was happening in the movie, and it's just them swimming through water, and it's. Oh my gosh, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It looks amazing. Yeah. That was so cool to see. The best part, though, is after that plays, we sat through the credits and we were just like looking at all the studios. And there's this lady that's sitting in front of us. She's definitely like a teenager or something. I think like 19 or 20. She gets up and she's like, you guys thought that was cool. That was just one of the trailers. One of the (laughs) one of the endings. So apparently they've been making it that with these uh, the remastered uh, Avatar movie, depending on what theater you're at. 
uh, changes what the ending is like that, is that look ahead. Awesome. That's a really cool idea. I wonder if there's a way you can distinguish that. And I wonder if that's really true. I, I, I'm going to choose to believe that young woman. Oh yeah. That's very like confident what she was saying. It's been 13 years. That, well, that's the other thing about Avatar too, is it's been very kept under wraps on what the story is about. Mm-hmm. This is like, uh, it's like, uh, uh, that show that just came out rings of power. Yeah. They aren't really teasing it much. It's been the same trailer for the last year. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't gotten anything more than that same basic trailer for the last year where it's just them flying on a bird. Then they fly over the water and then it just says avatar way of water. Yeah. So this is literally the first exclusive look we've had since this movie announced. I felt so privileged Amazing in that moment. To see it. I love that we saw one of three. <laughs> that was so cool. And my thought was, I won't be coming back to find out the other two. <laughs> I guess we might because we're A-list. I would I would show up for the last like 30 minutes since we are A-list. That's what I was thinking. Just I would show up ending. for the end of each one just would, to see the ending. If you were lucky to get it in the first three tries, that's like $36. And that was because we saw it at a matinee price. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 16 bucks normally. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That was... That definitely was surreal getting to see that at the very end of an oh, exclusive look at the next one. It looks beautiful. The water. I, dude, I'm a sucker for water. The reason why Mario <laughs> is one of my, my like top three video games is just literally the way they animate water. What are you, what, I don't know why. The water levels are the worst part of those games. No, what are you talking about? I hate about? the water levels, but I'm talking like in like the 3D worlds, like Odyssey. Like the way they make water look. Oh, I love it. The way they look, they make water. Look. Okay, yeah, it's like super clear and stuff. Yeah, like, like the 3D, like the 3D Mario games, like the mm-hmm. more recent ones, like Odyssey. Okay. And 3D Mario World, or even Bowser's Fury. Oh, the water in that one looks awesome. <laughs> my my mom's gonna love this part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my my dude, mom my mom plays all of the 3D Mario games. Dude, it's they're hilarious. the best. They're so good. Oh, they they're very so good. Beautiful. That's why I'm excited for the Mario movie. That. <laughs> Just oh. to see them animate water. That's Dude, just it. to see them animate water. Your mom can come with us to that one, and her and I could fangirl and just be like, we're the only ones here, huh? We're the only ones like the water levels. <laughs> I even like the water levels in some of the earlier games, too. I just don't, I hate, I don't like the gameplay, <laughs> but I love the way it looks. I just do, I, I do think that this next Avatar movie, I'm going to, it seems like a lot of it's going to be underwater, and I feel like I may struggle not to like hold my breath throughout <laughs> the movie. Yeah. That's going to be... I may faint during the movie. Yeah. Um, that's a good point, honestly. That is... We should find it... We should just watch the movie underwater. <laughs> I get like scuba gear. That would be an awesome premiere, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that would be sick. Scuba gear, watching it with the 3D glasses on, just swimming with them. Oh my god. Oh, I do have to say, the worst part of any of these movies, though, is the freaking glasses, bro. Yes, I, the glasses suck. I don't remember the last time that I had to wear those for for a movie, uh, but I did like as the movie was starting. There was a moment where I was like, I don't know if I can watch this movie. <laughs> I don't like 3D. Uh, I've told you this before. IMAX 3D is the only way I'll watch a 3D movie. If it's not an IMAX 3D, I don't want to watch it. Yeah. I, I just like the regular real D uh, feature that they use for the normal theaters. It's just so dim. Like, like mm-hmm. it's so hard to see anything because those glasses are so dark. Yeah. These are a bit dim as well, but not as bad because IMAX is just so much brighter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I really pick and choose. I think the last movie I saw in IMAX 3D was uh, Episode Seven of Star Wars. I I genuinely don't remember the last time because 
I know my, I, mainly with my family, anytime we saw a movie, if there was an option for 3D or not, we always said no. Because, uh, like, I think I think it was mainly my dad. Someone would get, like, headaches and stuff. But at the beginning of this movie, I was like, I started feeling a small headache coming. I'm like, I, I guess it's my turn to have this issue. But mm-hmm. I, I started getting worried. But I got used to it, luckily, and that subsided. Dude, you suffered through it. It's worth it. I mean, it was like the first like twenty minutes that I was I was struggling. Oh yeah, uh, but when you're when you're getting when you're bracing yourself for a three hour movie and the first twenty minutes you start having like yep. you're starting to feel bad. It's like oh no. Yeah, I had to take an Excedrin before because I just knew. ah that's a good idea. I should have done that. <laughs> I knew I was like I'm gonna get a headache from this. I already know. I always get a headache from one. Well, yeah, uh, but it. It's worth it though for this one. There are a few movies that are worth it, and Avatar mm. is one of them. I'll I'll want to see it again in IMAX 3D. That was, I'm just so, like my heart is so happy that for my first time seeing that movie, like knowing how amazing it actually was, yeah. that my first time seeing it was in IMAX. I'm really glad we took that opportunity to go see it. Better than seeing it at your buddy's house, like in his couch in the loft upstairs. Yeah. I, I would not, ha- I don't think I would have appreciated it, honestly. No, I, I, I watched the movie like that once and I, I was like, this movie sucks. <laughs> right, right. So I was like, we played like video games while the movie was on and we played like so many and I was tired of it. And I was like, this movie's still going it's How do people like this i don't want i don't want to watch this but now i i do have to say as well um i love i love the entire concept of like the navi are deeply connected to the nature <laughs> around them and everything yeah i despise the idea that they had of making the like their long braid of hair can like bond with animals and each other. I oh, hate yeah. that. I hate every time they showed that. It got under my skin. I hated it so much. I felt I have a thing where anytime I see like I'm not afraid of needles in real life, but anytime I see like needles being used in a movie or something, like with drugs or literally just drawing people's <laughs> blood, I start to get I start to cringe. I was doing that with the freaking hair thing. I don't know why. <laughs> It was so irritating <laughs> to me. You did not like it. Every single time I watched you just curl up. Like, Every time. Like, the first time you saw it on a horse, you're like, did he just do like something with his hair? And then they, and, like a minute later, they show him reconnect with his horse and you're like, oh. Like, <laughs> well, like I saw it. I saw the connection that was made with like one of the, I think it was like Sute, uh, one of the other uh, Navi like got off the horse and at the same time like took the braid out. So I saw it and I didn't explain that yet. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then they really showed it to me. Oh, they and show I, it. I just, I hate it. I don't like it at all. I love the concept of like bonding with the animals and nature around you, but oh, I hated it. <laughs> yeah, it's a really weird like that's one of those scenes too where the CGI is so good that you're grossed out because you're like, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> watching it happen. But again, original props to James Cameron for that. I would never think in a million years to be like, oh, my hair connects me to the entire world. We're that just, is a very cool concept. We're just a network. Like they're they're mm-hmm. there as a whole network within this earth of memories, past, present. Like yeah, you can connect with the animals in this world. Like it's literally you just have USB drives. <laughs> 
You yeah, just you're exactly connecting it is. into one big computer. This world is a computer. They're in a simulation. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! I don't want to watch a simulation movie again. <laughs> it's amazing the way they do it. It's just oh my god. Yeah, I, I just can't get over the hair thing. I I love the idea. Now what's interesting is that, I, so I didn't hear about this. You had to tell me uh, that that they cut out a very intimate moment. Yep. Between uh, the two main characters where they're basically they're about to have super sexy fun time. And we went and watched this scene that was cut after the movie. We went and watched it back. True. Like it, it does not show anything. They literally cut out this 20 second scene, though, of them basically get getting intimate. Uh, but they cut yeah. it out because the hair has to connect. Yeah, and it's baby. So. It, <gasps> Enough Weird. people were so uncomfortable with that alone. They're fully dressed, and they do that. Yeah, <laughs> like they connect hairs. That's how you become one. She, oh, they are together now. I, uh, I get it. You can tell they cut it out though, right? That whole scene felt kind of weird. Well, there's there's a lot of scenes. If you didn't if you didn't say that to me, uh, I don't think I would have noticed because there's actually a lot of scenes in the movie yeah. that are very quick. Um, where like only a few lines are said, we cut to a different area, they say something and then we cut back to something else. It felt like, uh, they probably filmed like five hours of footage is what it felt like. And, uh, they were using just parts from each thing. So even with that scene, if you hadn't told me that they specifically cut it out from the original cut, uh, I don't think I would have noticed because it, it matched the same style as a lot of the movie. It's a very weird scene. I don't think they needed to cut it. I think it's just leave it in, you know, but, but again, that's probably also why I didn't like it when I was younger. I probably was grossed out by that when I was younger now, but now I'm like, Ooh, that's kind of weird. I'm just glad to know that there's enough people out there. Like it was not just me who felt uncomfortable with, <laughs> with the hair, like the tentacles either. The little, no, little, little I don't tentacles like coming the out tentacles. and they make a noise too. They had a whole thing when they were first showing it. They like they're, she was talking about like now connect with the horse, yeah. Dude. Feel it breathe. Feel. I think the line literally was feel her legs and like. Yeah, you're one with the horse. I get it. Your mind, dude, controlling an animal with your mind—that's so cool. That's a great idea. I hate that they have to do it with their hair. I don't know why. I think it's the tentacles. I think that's what grossed me out. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I don't know if you noticed that too. I think it's the uh, the bird. It's almost like like with the everything else, it seems together really well. Like mm-hmm. with the horse, the ten, the two tentacles combine, but with like the big big bird, he goes into like another what looks almost like an ear hole, like kind yeah. of thing sticking out. I thought that was the coolest one. I was like, oh, that looks so cool. Yeah, hate he's that. plugged into it. Yeah, hate that. <laughs> it's very it. cool. And I almost hate everything that. there too has those little little connectors too. Like a lot of the animals had them. That that in particular, that is just. I mean, it goes back to I, I cannot fathom what kind of what had to happen to James Cameron to have this in, this idea like he's obsessed with the ocean. He has to be because that is because even there's a lot of jellyfish in the movie, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these floating jellyfish just throughout the world. I'm telling you, Titanic changed him. He probably when he was going down into the Titanic to go see, you know, some wreckage, mm-hmm. he probably saw some jellyfish and was like, dude, Avatar, hear me out. Well, even. I don't think it really shows like, cause this first movie, there's actually not a lot of water in it. 
like at all. Like I, I, I told you after the film was done, I think James Cameron has always had an idea of like how, if things work out, how he wants his story oh, yeah. to progress. And I think this first one actually should have been called uh, The Way of Air because a lot of the movie was focused in the sky. Um, and then this next one's Way of Water. They've planned out four. So there may be, I, I'm going to predict that there's going to be Way of Fire and Way of Earth. Um, which would be Dude, fire. so cool, bro. F- I had that idea too. Way of fire. That's probably going to be the most brutal one. Like way of air, earth, fire. And then we bring it all back around for the final last airbender. Yes. <laughs> uh, it all connects. I do have to make a, a, a note. It's actually five movies. So there's it five, is five? Be five in total. Okay. So the second one is coming out this year. The third will be 2024. Episode four will be 2026 20, and five so, will be 2028. So, so this whole decade where we're really diving into this will be a heaven. A that's, movie. that's amazing. Amazing. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be great. And I, I really do love that we haven't been overwhelmed with information yet. Mm-hmm. Like the information we have gotten has been pretty cool, but I kind of don't want to see more. I don't want to see any more trailers. I want to just go into it and just be like blown away. Well, I think that's, I think they're just leveraging the fact of, Hey, we don't need to tell you more. You all saw, you all saw avatar. Also, you know, who's writing it. Like those are actually the only two facts you need to know. That's it. And I'm going to see it. Like, (laughs) I think that's, I don't want to know the plot either. Uh, I think it's way cooler to, to leave it up in the air like this and we're going to go see it and just find out together what is this movie about. Yeah, I'm interested to see what we're going to do. I, I have heard that um, I've heard some of the actors that are in this one and that makes me interested to, again to see what they do with the story because mm-hmm. uh, they have confirmed that like Sigourney Weaver is coming back. So there may be some flashback moments potentially, Yeah, which is fine. If it's done really well, it'll be really cool. I am excited to see though a little bit of before Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's before this. Avatar. I feel like with because uh, usually with the second movie, you then uh, like you really dive into expanding the world. Mm-hmm. So they probably will go back into some history stuff because they've been um, here for a long time. Mm-hmm. It sounds like. Yeah. I mean, at least six years. Yeah. <laughs> at Confirmed. Least, yeah. At least six. Uh huh. Which you could write four movies on just six years alone. What we just went through was only five, six months. Yeah. Like we just did a couple months worth. These guys have been here for years. Oh, man, that was it was so cool. It was just so cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm happy you like it because I figured I was like, David's a pretty creative mind. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna Thank appreciate you. the way they build this world. Yeah, because it, it is really, really cool. And that, I was gonna tell you about the Disney World stuff, but you've already been. I've but. already been. That that is definitely the thing that sticks out to me most. Uh, is like I have I have a whole story. Like I'm literally writing scripts about that is a fantasy world, and like I I. I've been work. I've been working on like concepts for several years, and it's nowhere near the level of detail that they've put into Avatar. Oh, it's and amazing! As a creative person, it makes me uh, a little <laughs> uh, a little depressed. But also, like, <laughs> what can this become? That's so amazing to me. But also, uh, I wonder if James Cameron has sat on this idea for decades. Oh, and yeah. it wasn't until he had the opportunity and really. Uh, knocked Titanic out of the park that he got the opportunity to dictate what am I doing next 
and also you're all going to love it. <laughs> you're all going to love it. Just shut up, sit down, and enjoy what I just give you because it's going to be awesome. You're going to love every second of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, at you this point, he's just, he just having fun. Like, uh, Avatar, man, it's just, I'm so happy you got to see this, and I'm happy I got to be here with you for it. Yeah, my my heart is very happy right now seeing yeah. it. I, I also want to say um, I felt like all of the characters I was really drawn into. I cared about almost all of the characters, I would say. Yeah. Uh, to the point that it's really not that big of a deal at the end, but just the moment where uh, I don't know his partner's name, the main the main woman. I don't remember her name. Do you know? Uh oh. Mm, it not, starts with uh, Nadia. Oh, I, I can look it up. Nadia. Natiri. 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 Uh. Natiri basically w- saved uh, Jake as he like fell out of the simulation after the battle was then and done. I actually teared up during that moment because uh, it was actually really cool to see her connecting with his actual form. And I-, I don't know what it was about that moment. I cared so much about these two characters yeah. uh, to and- the point where like I was genuinely upset when she like called him out for like betraying her. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, no, no, he cares about you. <laughs> he cares about you. And that's the thing too, is they kind of get into it a little bit, but like even when he goes back into his human body and his body collapses, she's protecting him. Cause like that's her, that's her man now. Like they mm-hmm. connected. That was one of the things that was one of the only things that they don't really explain too much. Cause they cut that scene out. Yeah. Uh, but like they're connected now. Like they're obviously they're just, their husband and wife yeah <laughs> like in this mm-hmm. world's ide- ideology yeah um so yeah he i mean even though she's like get away get away it's like ah but i do love you though like yeah dude imagine imagine david a fake human was in this world <laughs> that was like that like a, a genetically just created human and you fell in love with it how hard would that be to like explain that to anybody else like her situation well luckily for them it was like apparently everyone knew that the these people existed the the like fake navi mm-hmm. so at least she didn't have to really go into trying to explain that to anyone i i mean i i feel like with uh with the projection of uh robots happening a lot with engineering that someday that dilemma will come up uh, as people start falling in love with inanimate objects, that's already happening. But, <laughs> um, yeah. but falling in love with the robots they bought and everything—that I'm not—I, I don't ever plan on having to explain to someone <laughs> uh, that situation, though. Just, uh, just such a crazy idea, but it is really cool. Yeah, I, I just can't get over how he, James Cameron was able to sell this idea and articulate it well enough that everyone was like, sure, $250 million. Here you go. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that is an insane budget for a yeah. movie to, and to anticipate that they would make that back on them on the movie too. That's, I oh, mean, yeah, they've made it back for sure. Well, yes, but like at <laughs> the time, they've made it back and then so. Here's the thing is like, yes, he, yes, he knocked Titanic out of the park. Of course he was going to make something hopefully great again, but like the intensity of this movie and like 
it was all CGI. How do we do that? Did they yep. even know how at first? Like, it's an entirely different genre. It's an entirely different concept. Like, I, f- I still feel like there was a level of risk that they were putting into this, you know? Oh, yeah. It could have been so poorly done. Like, mm-hmm. But I will say, like, it's 13 years old, and it still looks better than most movies we've seen recently. Yeah. Which is why I've, I felt what? like it was important to... I was trying to really analyze how the story was moving through because again it's not enough for the cgi to be good uh i mean the marvel movies have great cgi but this the stories themselves at least recently have sucked and so i don't want to see them anymore yeah uh this was like it was beautiful and the story never the never the story never failed to keep me uh enthralled with what was happening and it's a simple story, but it's told so much more. Like you're, you're, the story doesn't even need to be pushed by the characters alone. Like some of the world is pushing the story along, which is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Like just the way that they're interacting with things is helping push the narrative of like, yeah, no, now you're one with the the earth. Like just from this little montage, yeah, is pushing along how. You, I mean, you see him just become ripped throughout the movie. <laughs> oh yes, yes, that that was that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Like it's crazy. He he's pushing the story in different ways, and it's oh, I'm just yeah. excited for Avatar too. I've been looking forward to it for a while now. That's gonna be phenomenal. Well, now I'm super excited, and I'm glad I didn't have to wait 13 years That's for true. this next one. Ha ha. You know there there is one flaw that he, he there. It's it's a minor detail, but air doesn't really become much of an issue until like late in the movie. Like because they all have their masks on and stuff. There's the scene though where I, I don't remember the uh, Michelle Rodriguez's actual name in the movie. I just know her as Anna Lucia from Lost. Yes. Um, she gets so she, she gets starts getting shot down, mm-hmm. and there are massive holes in her windows, and she's still just flying like normal. And then she's like, "I'm going down, guys!" Like, why well, do you you have no air? I <laughs> I thought that to myself. I was like, "That's kind of weird." I I actually th- I think it was actually more of like the air was poisonous. Mildly, because there's a scene where the colonel starts, he just barges outside and just starts lighting up Mm. uh, the ship, too, and he doesn't have the mask on. That makes sense, yeah. If it was like there was no air, then they would die immediately, like we do in space. The poisonous thing makes sense, because there is a scene where he's, uh, where Jake, his body starts to get, or the, the thing that he's, he's housed in mm-hmm. starts to get broken and you see like the poison cards move in. So that would make sense. It is yeah. poisonous air. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what they were alluding to. Cause I also noticed that when that specifically, when the Colonel went out, I'm like, where's his mask? He's not, he's dead. Uh, yeah. but I, I've, it's a slow burn. Yeah. Based on how they, exp- how they were like showing it. And then even in the fights at the end, like, you take a breath, but uh, it seems like it was slowly killing them instead of like, if it's no air, you die right away. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. What a movie. I'm happy we got to do this together. Yeah, this was def- it, This was a breath of fresh air, it, man. It holds up for sure. Some scenes are very mid-2000s. Uh, yeah, there's some there's some <laughs> little one-liners that are like definitely ah, yes. don't hold up as well. Ah, yes, this is a decade old. You're right. Yeah, yes. there are a few lines that do not hold up, like uh, the one where they're taking off and all the guys are outside the military. Yeah, woo, yep. yeah. I was like, all right, it's kind of lame, <laughs> but it's funny. It's fun. It, it, yeah. But there are some lines that definitely do not hold up, and you're like, ooh, it's a little weird. Yeah, I I would also be surprised. I also just think on on a final note, I think it would be very difficult 
it's very difficult for me to believe that the the assumption is that like Earth is like pretty much destroyed at this point, and like even the history in the past hundred years that we've had in real life, it's hard for me to think that we would get to a point where like this entire military unit would just be like, yes, we're going to bomb everyone and everything. Yeah. And then they just, and they're talking about it and everyone starts laughing about like potential genocide that they're yeah. contemplating that in particular, that scene, <laughs> I don't think we'll revert back to that. <laughs> yeah, no, it seems like uh, the, the lots happened on Earth. Since I guess so. At some point, we were just like, you know what? Kill <laughs> the ends justify the means. Kill everyone. Kill everything. We need this material in order to survive. Whatever. Yeah. They don't really explain what they need it for. Like that. That's not something that's discovered much. But I think again, more movies will start to see a little bit more of Earth, and that'll all make sense. I like that they left it up in the air. Yeah. It's something it's for money. them to explore further and. If they come back, they yeah. do have some of that material, and they may come back with something more I, insane. I agree. I think it's cool that we don't get to see too much. It, it is interesting that they don't necessarily say it. Uh, I will say how creative James Cameron's mind is. We've just gone over this a hundred times. One of the most uncreative names is the mineral is called unob <laughs> unobtainium. <laughs> Sometimes like either that one was just he didn't think that one through or he thought it through and thought it was hilarious. Sometimes man, the best fantasy name is just the most obvious <laughs> one. Okay? Just oh, I loved it. What do I name this mineral that they cannot obtain? Unobtainium. Unobtainium. <laughs> Done. Huge. Amazing. Amazing detail I wish I had noticed sooner. Mm -hmm. It's just I love that this unobtainable material is called unobtainium. Like, unobtainium. It, it was such a, a powerful name. I hate that they introduce it so early, though, because it did make me think like, uh-oh, how is this going to go? That's a that's a bad name, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. and, and honestly, they don't even, it doesn't even mean anything to the people in the world. They don't really say that it no. matters much. Yeah. I was curious if they were going to, like, their tree was built on top of a deposit, so I thought maybe they were using it for something, but they're not. It seems like the Earth put that tree there, like, the world put that tree there specifically because it was the biggest deposit. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't seem like it's necessarily the 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 mind behind the world. Yeah. They, they make that clear later on that that other place is. Man. That, I, I think we could go on and on about how great this movie was. Uh, but at some point we gotta rate it. So, boys, to bring in the banana meter. Come on in, woo banana! I tell you, give us all, give us all. Yeah, boys, high five! Woo, yeah, yeah, woo! Yeah. I'm just doing R two D two. The Futurama. Uh, I think you should go first. You want me Your to go first, first time. I'd love to, for you to do it. I think I already know my number, so I'm gonna. Uh, there's only two things that took me out of this movie, and it was the, uh, again, the weird, like, reality of Jake, like, not being cautious, like, at all it in the beginning of the movie. It's not that big a deal, but it did take me out of the film momentarily. Uh, and then also, uh, I could tell that there was more in the scenes. Like, that was obvious to me. Uh which was a little irking because I want more. <laughs> uh, it's not that's not really a bad thing, but uh, those are like the only imperfections I can really find in this that would lead me to a ninety-eight. 
I think I would say. Like it is so top tier. I, I I'm scared to just give it a straight up hundred, you know. But there are those moments that took me out, you know. Yeah. Uh so I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be strong. Strong willed. Uh I'm at a ninety nine only because they took out the <laughs> the hair interlocking scene. If they oh. kept that in there, that would make this movie perfect. Yeah, I'm keeping it ninety-eight because of the hair thing too. Uh, it would it would trump the new banana boys. You almost lost your job. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> ah, you guys are holding the number one seat still. Oh my gosh! But we almost replaced you. <laughs> unobtainium. Yeah. Unobtainium meter. Unobtainium meter. <laughs> you almost lost your job, boys. But yep. you don't be uh, don't don't celebrate too soon. December is on its way. That should be a thing. If we ever find a hundred percenter. Uh, that is just literally no flaws. Again, that's the new meter. The new, the meter, new meter becomes yeah. based off of that. Yeah, the Avatar meter. The, well, we'll see. Maybe Way of Water takes it. Boys, I, I hope so. You're employed for now. Oh, my. No, you're still here. You're still here. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings it to a 98.5. 98 98.5, yeah. Man, that was such. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm still over the moon that I got to see it in theaters. I'm really happy that they that they did release this again in preparation for Avatar two. This is one it's of the so only cool. movies they can just re-release, and I'm totally okay with it. I think it is one of the movies on the list of movies that should be. I mean, like they re-release Nightmare Before Christmas every year. I mean, how many times you can? Yeah. How many times can you remaster that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they release re-release movies all the time, but this is definitely one of the ones where I'm like, yeah. I'll mm-hmm. go see that again for sure. I Absolutely. just I haven't because it's, you know, twenty something dollars to go watch it, and I have it on <laughs> Disney Plus. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's gonna be the end of this episode. So thank you guys so much for for listening. Uh, we do hope you enjoyed. Uh, if you did uh, and you haven't already, be sure to review us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a big five banana. Um, or five stars. Five bananas bad. <laughs> no five. Yeah, five. No five banana. Five no, stars. Five stars, which is a hundred banana. Banana. No, guys, guys, go, go. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us uh, on Twitter at Dude Dates for uh, updates when the new episodes come out. Um, other other than that, I think I got everything. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, do you have anything to say or David, do I? Okay, you have I am to say. honored okay. that you waited 13 years for this mm-hmm. moment to mm-hmm. record this on the podcast mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. When you said, Ricky, I need to see this movie with you, mm-hmm. I blushed. I blushed. And uh, I'm honored. I'm thrilled that I got to experience this with you. And I can't wait to experience the next four with you as well. I'm I am so excited for the rest of the series. And I really, I, yes, let's keep doing the podcast at least until then. I'm so excited. After the fifth movie, we can call it quits retirement. That's when we're done. And then we'll go to Disney world and we'll start the, our vlog life as <laughs> theme park enthusiasts. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great week. Uh, and take care. Bye-bye. I see you. <laughs>